Hello there. You like my Matt visual impression there? Is that how I sound like? Hello there. That's exactly how you sound. It's it's uncanny. <laughs> oh, okay. I nailed it first time. I couldn't nice. tell the difference. Whoa. Oof. I don't know who that. If that's an insult. On who? <laughs> Hello there. That's how I sound like. <laughs> Wait, that is that is how you sound. That was a Matt intro. Hello Matt, you do a great there. Matt visual. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me sound a little more sleepy. Hello. I just, I, I can't believe how close you can get it. Wow. 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 I, I don't know what's going on here. I'm just going to, just going to let it ride. But, imagine what it's like if you can't tell the difference between your two voices. It's wait, so I, much more confusing. This is, this is how you can tell the difference between real Matt and fake Matt. Fake Matt would say something along the lines of, I love the news. <laughs> so, <laughs> welcome when, to the Dad and Sons let's podcast. Let's talk about China. <laughs> when when I did get a chance to talk with I Matt about the news games. for a week, it was amazing, and I I really wish news stories like that cropped up uh, more often. Because yeah. if I recall, that was the week where the KFC game got announced. Um, Siren's <laughs> pubes got changed into, like, a yeah, skirt for the yeah. FF8 remaster. Like, and, and those are just two tips of the iceberg right there. Yeah, because that's, that's funny news. Not that's tips. good news. Not, like, the Chinese government honors... <laughs> the, like, what's, what is this? I'm, like, reading that's it from good the news. <laughs> that's not... I, 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 I know what you mean, but... At the same time, I don't know what I want out of life anyway, so I don't know what direction to take anything. Speaking of taking things in a direction... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Speaking of taking things in a direction... Go ahead, George. You're you're supposed to... Oh, wait, wait, shit. This is me? I'm I'm getting set up here? I'm, I'm being used for an elaborate scheme? He's we ask people up, every two weeks a dad and son's listener question. Oh, who's the listener and who's the the dad? The dad. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> quite the it doesn't quite work so well. And the dad and son listener question of the week this week: If you were tasked with creating a brand new award category for the Game Awards. What would it be? Example, award for the best tutorial goes to Cuphead. Cuphead, uh, yep. <laughs> so yes, if you were tasked with creating a brand new award category for the Game Awards, what would it be? And we had a nice, lovely bunch of dad, sons, daughters, and mothers reply to us and give us content for the next oh, 10 man. minutes. <laughs> and the you. most... The most frequent response is also, like, the most genuinely serious, not even a joke, actually helpful reply that yeah. that I think I've seen on one of these questions. Is it, it best makes... not waste of my time? No, no, that's, that's, that's jokey, that's, that's cynical, that's, What's that's ironic. Best not waste of, or respect of my time is the best one. It should go to games that are less than ten hours long, that totally respect adult human beings lives oh i think someone actually did yeah not david lynch said best game under 15 hours i mean <laughs> that's a good stuff it does sound kind of like a joke category but 
but I find it easier to picture, uh, uh, how do you guys feel about all these replies asking for a best UI award? That's a, that's a good one. That is right? A good one. Right? That is a good one. I would be interested in watching and debating that award. So, so I think what we should do this week is I will read them out, and I think you guys should give an answer, like, quick snap fire answer oh. to the to the award. So you, you are you are the judge. So oh. who we think would be the winner of the best UI or the best the least game under 15 hours. How would you yeah. best game under 15 hours, yeah. So you guys cool with that? <laughs> should, we, should we give it a try? Give it a whirl? Yeah, sure. Let me let me see if I could pull up a list of games I played. Here we go. Right. <laughs> oh no wait, way I'm going to remember all this. It's it's in <laughs> my good. wallet. There's four of them. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm hoping that I say some real stupid stuff from, from like, the being on the spot, you know? Well, if you stop procrastinating, we could get to it. Ah! So for, let's, we are might... always going to be, like, you know, like, 2006, 2007. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure did, I'm pretty sure somebody did comment on that. It was like... Games. There was, like, oh, I, oh, there's so many... I don't know if I can find it. There was one that was, like... Best game George finished from ten years ago, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, let's let's jump into it then with an easy one there from Spooky Halloween name. Best UI of the year. Of of the year, yeah. This is this is the big UI award, the one that might actually Destiny Two. No, no. <laughs> I... <laughs> if if. If we're gonna be more more serious about it, like, okay, I. You know there is something from the AAA Spike TV Video Game Awards world that I am ready to to make a case for, but I I. I I'm just hearing George, you guys snicker and laugh answers. over Destiny. George, Fine, you, all right. Can, can you, first... can, do, do you have anything that matches the magnificent UI of <laughs> Destiny 2? <laughs> I know, can't beat that. The, the first three minutes of Gears of War 5 where it wa walks you through setting brightness, gamma, and contrast with their own individual... That's not UI, that's settings. I, there, it's <laughs> UX. That's you, they, yeah, that's UX. I mean, user experience. That's the whole game. Th they make you walk through it. It's just part of the, the interface for the video game software product. Okay, There's you're disqualified. Jeff Keighley's kicked you out. <laughs> Miki asks... No, Miki awards... Uh, the award for the best character creator goes to Destiny Two. <laughs> I I yeah, it's oh. it's awful. Like my brain, it's just word association, not not value judgment. Because the last character creator I really played with was Destiny Two, and I made a fun clown man. Yeah, Destiny Two's. Uh, I don't know actually. It's pretty limited. <sighs> um, did Monster Hunter World come out this year? Because no, you can make ice, some, some. Iceborne did so technically. Okay, because you you can make some real special people in uh, Monster Hunter World's character creator. I think Matt. I think Matt has one from a game we'll talk about today. Yeah. See, the thing is, okay, okay. 
Well, we should talk about it later. No, no, we can talk about it now. Like, no, 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 we'll talk about it later. But you can nominate it now. No, I don't. But I don't though. Like, all right. Like, if we're oh, just talking about how the way they look inside the character creator, sure. Yeah. But mm. it's one of those games where as soon as you come out of it, it looks like complete ass. <laughs> I was wondering today. Destiny does Why am I? So many I, games do it. I was wondering today. The, the game we're referring to is The Outer Worlds, by the way. But I was wondering today why, in a section of the game, my brown hair from the character creator all of a sudden was like a bright ginger orange. What? Whilst, whilst in the game. Mine was, was like, purple. It's gray in the fu- game. What the fuck is going on? What? It's so the lighting st- in the game is completely different to the character creator. It, it, it so is the textures, obviously, because it yeah. does not look like my character anymore. And it happens it, in Destiny. It happens in this game. It happens in a lot of games. Oh, I didn't like, know about uh, Destiny because I'm a robot. So I don't know. Oh I'm yeah, one of those, well, yeah. It's hard to mess that up, right? One of those you robot fellas. I, but if if we could pick a game that's not in 2019, I would yeah. say, um, what's that Jet Set Radio game that with zombies and stuff, and you could rock grind on rails? That game. What the fuck are you talking Crashed about? Crashed Overzone. I, I read. Sunset Overdrive. Sunset, Sunset. Overdrive. Oh, that wow. That's a really apt description of that game. Yes, it, it's impressive. That that one was one of the best, and you can that make black people. That was a fun game, which is really crazy. You, know, you can't meet, you can't uh, make black people in a lot of these games. Which is, <laughs> just, okay, so so how about we change the rules a bit then, and we just go for word association, and let's let's oh my god speedily go through this and see what happens. Let's see okay. the disaster unfold. Okay, so Marco says award for the most crunch time in development goes to. Uh, RDR two. B- Matt, wait, what? Uh, crunch time? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> 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 I'll leave that to George. George knows all about you. Crunch you, time. you, you guys, okay. Yeah, you kind of got to read the news. Dark Beast Paw says <laughs> the award for the most reluctantly condemned social media mishap. Oh shit! Who's um the the eight chan Q and A Deep Silver? I think Deep Silver. No, T- THQ. THQ. THQ Nordic. Nordic. THQ Nordic did the eight chan Q and A. That was fucking. How the hell do you? Ah. I like how you didn't bring up Randy Pitchford. Nope. Cause honestly, like. Going out of your way to do a Q&A on, on 8chan is something that transcends the the valley of accidental mishaps that Randy Pitchford got trapped in when, when he left his flash drive <laughs> at a restaurant. you say. Yeah, yeah, that... Uh, THQ Nordic, they 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 know what they're doing. Like you don't you don't accidentally have a Q and A on on 8chan. You can't accidentally oh, leave a, really a USB drive. Do. Yeah. Ben Pisson says, "Award for best pre-order bonus." Oh man, that's that's a long time. It's been a long time since I've cared about pre-order bonuses and pre-order bonus controversies. Wait, was there a time when you cared about pre-order bonuses anyway? 
Yeah, there was the a time when I was like 12 and there was the cool Master Quest GameCube disc for Wind Waker. Wow. That's... Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good one. That's like the the golden upper tier of pre-order bonuses. Like the oh one legendary God. one that, that offended nobody and was cool. What about you, Matt? I like how word association is devolved into you still explaining every single answer. I remember some Gears of War map packs, like back in the day. I think it was like Gears Map two. packs, that's it? You got them. Can you, something can you that imagine these days, though, that being locked away? Like, you couldn't play certain areas of the game unless you pre-ordered it? Well, uh, uh, no, yeah, I, they I... got released later, I think. But yeah, God it was damn. pretty... Yeah, it was That's why ridiculous. it's so lame as a pre-order bonus. If If you know it's something that can be resold later, then... Then where's the exclusivity you're buying? It might it might have been might have been skins too. Like a lot of a lot of good skins. Oh like, yeah. Mm. Like uh, oh actually speaking of like the Batman games, like Arkham Knight Arkham City and Arkham Knight and Asylum, they had some pretty like badass Batman special pre order skins. Those games had a lot of like different skins for the various eras of Batman. Like uh what is it? Batman Brave and Beyond, Bold and Beyond, whatever it was called. That really cool black and red Batman suit. Batman Big and Beautiful. <laughs> Jordan, name of George's favorite porno. Spider says... Award? award for the most confusing game names goes to... <sighs> Battlefield 1? But that, that, that came out a couple years ago for... Not for the Outer Worlds... Outer Wilds. Yeah, for, yeah, for 2019, I think it's a, a toss-up between Outer Worlds, Outer Wilds, and Gears 5. And Gears Call 5 of Duty Modern Warfare. Call of Duty Modern, yes. Actually, that's that's what I'm giving modern it to. Modern Warfare is very confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very confused by Call of Duty Modern Warfare in 2019 on my PlayStation 4 home entertainment system. Oh, I wanted to say for character creator, Black Desert, if you guys have ever played that. Is that the that Korean is, MMO one that yeah. has like the extensive? It's insane. It's insane, and your character looks great in game too. So. I love it when you either accidentally make a gorgeous, beautiful fashion model or a horrible, ugly monstrosity. I don't want anyone in between. <laughs> I think like, if I'm not anything in or a between, goddess, I think the ugly yes. ones look good too. Yeah, it's like. The tier. Oh, in their own special way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. O'Malley says, award for best water. Ooh. Again, my brain is, for some reason, bringing back mental imagery of Monster Hunter World. I don't know. I think Death Stranding, once that comes out, that looks like pretty, pretty superb water tech. Yes, oh, no. yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Man, that was one spoily trailer. The launch trailer today. I'm glad I had it in another tab while I was writing down outline notes. It's very spoily. Uh, yeah, yeah, it looks like something I would not normally watch. It is a trailer where... This soon so it's the launch. final trailer for the game, and it is a trailer where if you are at least half competent at writing anything, 
You can all you can almost see the invisible thread that ties all of it together. <laughs> um, there was a lot more talk about <laughs> wow. about America than than I was expecting. Which <laughs> what, what was the name? What was the name of the giant lady? There, there was a giant Am lady who shows Amarigo? up. She's not fragile. Amarigo? She's not mama. Oh my god! Amarillo. Right now? Hey, keep your spoilers to yourself. Okay, I don't want to know about no giant lady. Okay. <laughs> well, it could be a VR bonus level. It could be a pre-order bonus. <laughs> <laughs> sure Ross says, "Best man ass." Oh, um, <laughs> probably my destiny character. Yeah, who doesn't like a tight ass? Yeah. Uh, whoever can can I like give a candidate for totally not winning that award, and that is Snake and Super Smash Brothers because they took his yeah, ass out. Yeah, they took his ass out. Ah, I knew you were gonna say that one. <laughs> who took took whose ass out? Who? Shigeru Miyamoto and Reggie. <laughs> Resurrected they, Iwata from on the, beyond the grave. They gone on the phone and were like, "Yo, Sakurai, this guy's ass too much." They had a conspiracy. Well, who's ass? Who? Snake. Solid Snake. Oh, the did big Dave. boss himself. I didn't even realize that his ass was out. No, they, wait. Well, what? They they <laughs> made his ass smaller from Brawl. Snake has had his ass out since the day he was born. He's Even earlier, because Big Boss had his ass out before him. In Metal Gear Solid 4, you got Old Snake ass out, like, real nice. In, in Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes, you have Fong-shaded, tessellated for a perfectly smooth, symmetrical, surfical model on both butt cheeks. <laughs> Let's end it on this nice one from Andrew who uh, swung by for a beer in Kyoto recently, so thank you for that, Andrew. Andrew says, Award for best game that doesn't contain the talents of Matt Mercer or Troy Baker. Oh, God, that's hard, right? They're in everything. Are they? Let's see if they're in the Troy, outer worlds. Troy's in everything. Matt because, Mercer's um, in Indivisible, right? I... I'm I'm wondering what my game of the year contenders are going to be. There was one earlier, and there might be a second one. And I'm wondering if, if these guys are Troy Baker and who else? Matt Mercer, right? Up, oh, up, oh, no Troy Baker. <gasps> oh, the Outer Worlds does not have either of them. Seriously? <gasps> yep. By process of elimination, it wins. Thank the law. And thank all the dads and sons and daughters and mothers who give us Twitter answers every two weeks. If you'd like to join in the conversation, follow any three of us idiots on Twitter and you'll find out. At Terms Super and conditions Buddy apply. Hop. Doesn't Kratos have a great ass? Yeah. But he covers it up, Kratos right? And his squats? But he covers it up. How often do you, yeah, doesn't he wear like a skirt or a, or a kilt or something? You see a little, you see a little damage. You see a little damage in there. A little thigh damage. A little thigh damage. I don't know, he's, he's, he's no big boss though. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at the ass for a snake and that's a tragedy. That is a tragedy. 
It's like not even there. It's it's. I'm surprised like the straps are holding on, because there's there's nothing to grip. <laughs> nothing to grip. <laughs> this is this is why why schools have dress codes so uh, your your straps won't uh, fall off of your ass. What what kind of straps are you talking about? The straps for his uh, his straps his that keep his ass yeah. his ass straps. <laughs> his ass You're worried like... about Dave Snake's ass traps. There's no <laughs> way. There's no way your ah. thighs are that big and your ass is that small. There's no way you. You have to do a lot of squats while not eating anything. <laughs> no, no, he's probably using that the the, the fucking uh, quad machine and not doing any squats whatsoever. So Is that the one where you sense. like like fold your knees in and out? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> 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 Oh, George's exercised, of course. Um, anyways, we were about to change topics and then ended up falling even further off of the, the topical changing We're really bad there. at this, aren't we? Nearly yeah. 100 episodes and still absolutely disgusting at this. We're 20 minutes in and didn't talk about the big flavor of the month weekly release of the game we George, all played together. George, George, George. Yeah, yeah, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't forget. I had seven clicks then. You've been counting? I have. And I How will. How the hell? Forever. And onwards. Keep the mental thread of all of these fake game award categories and amount of times a click has managed to make it, make it through the audio threshold of this microphone. Because for as much as Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards makes me angry, nothing makes me more angry than you clicking a mouse. Yes. Or a keyboard. Even, even bad takes on current video games that just came out that we all played together? Hey-ho, that's bad how we segue. Let's, let's, yeah, let's hear yeah. this, George. No, no, I, I, I don't know if I want to like set our our listeners up, get their get their predictions, their expectations out of order. But yeah, let's uh, let's, let's share am, some bad takes. I am intrigued to see how this goes and where we're all at in regards to this game. As I mentioned before we started this episode, it is a fucking Christmas miracle. All three of us have played the same game this week. Yeah, <laughs> it's the product of three some of us. Great great marketing campaigns <laughs> this uh can, can you imagine one... can you imagine on the back of the box some dude goes in a GameStop, picks up the outer worlds box looks at the back and it just says quote box all three of us played this <laughs> end quote the dad and sons podcast oh my god i think I... that should be one of our goals to be a box quote yes that should definitely be one of our goals something that doesn't I've... make sense too they're like what what? This isn't. I give it nine pairs out of a possible seven dads. How how many hurdles do you have to <laughs> climb though to get to that level of prestige? Who do we call? How, does anyone? Can we actually call Jeff Keeley and get quotes on the back of Death Stranding? I think we could definitely find somebody. Are we capable? Are we popular enough? Are we cool enough no. for that? I don't like, know. Like maybe like a like a limited run Jeff. release. 
Like we, uh, we could speak to Limited Run and be like, "What games have you yeah. got coming out?" And then ask them if we could play them beforehand, or we could make up a random quote before the game ships and before we even play it. So, so that way we we'd show up on something weird and artsy, which is good because the bar or for like entry is trash, probably or the most trash hentai visual novel. Oh yeah, oh, man. so we're like all over oh. Japan. Ah, that would be so like good. All over Japan, yeah. yeah. Can can we just have <laughs> a quote on the a... back of a box that just says just like in one of my Japanese animes? It's just like one of my Japanese Yeah, for like a like a a Call of Duty knockoff or something. Oh. I wonder like I wonder what Japanese sort of animes. box quotes showed up on the KFC dating simulator. <gasps> Maybe we should get in contact with them if they make a physical version. Hmm, a little bit more of a tough market. Maybe, maybe a game that we actually all did play that we do have some thoughts to share this week on the Dad and Sons uh, video gaming podcast product. Yeah, sh- sure, I um, guess. Okay, yay! Did we actually segue over? To, Wait, we should to... we should start it with each oh, of us having oh. a box quote for oh, the oh. game. That will set no, the God. tone for how each of us feels. <laughs> okay. All right. If that'll <clears throat> if that'll switch us over, fine. Go on, George. You can start. Considering you're so eager. I I uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Back of the box quote for Outer Worlds by esteemed video game critic George Weedman. Quote. <laughs> it's like Fallout New Vegas, but in space. Quote. Liam, what what insight do you have to share about what what of all the th- complicated, wonderful thoughts you could slap on this box? What would uh, what would you want to have associated with your name forever? Quote. It's space fallout in it. End quote. Sun three. <laughs> Sun three. Matt, what's be, your box quote? My quote would be, "Wow, there's a lot of black people." <laughs> so the first I've two I've never just... seen a mainstream game with so many black people in my life, dude. That's that's R- awesome. Even when there were all those like rap games on the PS2, like Def Def wow. Jam. Wow. Remember Def wow. Jam? How are there more black people in this oh. game than Def Jam? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm leaving the podcast. <laughs> Forget that whole phase. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry, we're phase now. We're phase. no the the there were no, no, there were like digging. four keep to digging, seven years George. of the PS2 generation where where the, after the Grand Theft Auto games came out, like every <laughs> oh man, just keep going, keep going, no, no, no keep going. <laughs> This no, it's good. just, I just good, good flavor. The thing is, the listeners are loving this. <laughs> like those rap games. <laughs> like those rap games. Like like fifty you had cent your bulletproof. Time. Didn't you remember? You had your time. <laughs> oh, okay, whatever. Fine. There was a there was a quarter of black video game characters that were lost in the mid two thousands, and all of them appeared in the in the rap games. Okay, games. so the thing is, my Jam, my you're talking about Def Jam. Yeah, I was talking about Def Jam. My point of contention, 50 Cent Blood on the, the Sand, 50 Cent game. 
That was not a bad game, to be fair. Well, Blood on the Sands was different from 50 Cent Bullet Point. Anyone remember 25 to Life? Yeah. Wait, wait, there were two 50 Cent games? Yeah, there was Bulletproof and Blood on the Sand. Holy shit. Not Bloodproof, that's different. Uh, They're hilarious. (laughs) I don't don't know if you've ever... Black people... So, anyways, I, I've the been point is, they had a lot of black people. Mm-hmm. What I I think what what my reaction reveals is that a video games maybe kind of sort of did used to be more more diverse than they are, and b my mind mm-hmm. truly is what? stuck no. in like two thousand seven. Games didn't used to be diverse. It never was this diverse. <laughs> never been diverse. I don't remember there being big internet controversies over all those games from the PS2 era where where you played as black people. Like, I don't remember there being kids on the internet complaining about about 50 cent bulletproof forcing diversity down the gamers' throats on the PlayStation 2. Oh, that's what you mean. Well, sure. I... There were some kids in class who who were like angry that you played as as a black guy in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, but I don't remember them on the internet, and that's weird. That's that's not how that turned out. Oh, this is a different world now. Since yes, school, yeah. Let me tell you, oof. Oh, uh, oof. Not, let's different not world in in the real world and on the internet. So honest, <laughs> honest question then, Matt, like. As that being a standout point for you so far, are they good? Yeah, black characters. Yeah, it's like regular people, but they're black. It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Which is good, I think. It 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 was just a weird choice. Like not a weird choice, but it's weird to see. Like everyone had this style to them. And a lot of them were dark skin with like with brown eyes. Do you realize that? Like it's just constant, 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 constant. Like a lot of like the characters you're with, and I was like, I don't this is think weird. I noticed a bunch of white people. It's just really off to me. Um, I like it. I mean, they're fine. They don't say damn and oh, they're not Coltrane, so. But but like after like ten hours you really realize like wow, okay, a lot of a lot of these main characters are black. It's just so, like normal life. It well, not here Somebody... in California, but yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there are more black people in Japan than California. <laughs> what well, kind I, of I'm, I'm question specific. is Uh, Liam, I hope that that quote does not follow us around. (laughs) I was insulting California more than I was anything else. No, it's because I don't live in LA. (laughs) Most of them are in LA and inland, but yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a exotic over here. So. I okay. Since now that we've talked about box quotes, names, uh, race relations over the decades and and places, uh, what do we think Rap about game. the game? Yeah, 
Oh yeah, we should. You should probably get that. <laughs> right. We should talk about the game. Um, I think since no one's speaking up, so far I've been enjoying it. It the some of the writing is really good. It feels like it's, it feels like it's missing something. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I I cannot disagree with any of that so far. Yeah, yeah, I've. I've, I mean, thought about what that might be, though, what it is missing, because you you do feel it. There's a hole, like yeah. in in the game's soundtrack <laughs> or the character of it. Like so, the, the I, actually, settings. it's funny you say that. So, the major thing that I've noticed after playing it, because I think it is also fine. I think it's a good game, but it's a game from like six years ago. <laughs> it Even is definitely older. I feel. Yeah, it's definitely. A game from the end of the PS3 period, I think. Which is right near, you know, George's wheelhouse right there, right? Six yeah, so it's right... <laughs> this is the most modern yet old game George's ever played. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I... I, I but I man, don't know about you guys, right? Because I want to I, I wanna get this out before I forget. Which is, all of the trailers, from what I remember of The Outer Worlds, was like... Made it seem a bit Futurama-ish. Yeah. Like... Funny and quirky. It is funny. Like it. it is but, but it, but quirky, it really, but but it isn't. It's like it makes you make tough choices like that are quite consequential, which is something I really like about it over Fallout. Because Fallout, I don't fifteen think, minutes let's talk in, about like that. no, 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 yeah. no. Your wait, escape but, pod fall. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah funny. but the, yeah, the opening sequence is completely different. You can do whatever you want with an opening sequence because it's the first thing your player is going to see. But if you think about walking around in like Emerald Vale, the beginning area or the opening, you know area for like 10 hours doing the side quests and stuff the music is like exactly like fallout it's super somber super like deadpan and all the conversations you have are like deadpan about poverty and overlord capitalism and the 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 being owned by come there's people who are only moving their faces it's only like like witty repartee in some of its lines sometimes. But what about the, the slogans that everyone's contractually obliged to end their day with? They'll the be funniest like, line that I felt so far was when the, you, the first guy you meet and he's like, yeah, space is choice. Ugh, nailed it. <laughs> he's yeah. like dying in pain. <laughs> like, yeah, good job, kid. Good on you. But then that's it. It doesn't But that is, that is it. It Then it goes back to being like Fallout, which is yeah. very somber and quite dark. It Depending on whether or not you're in like crazy town where everyone is, is quirky and, and speaks in cheap corporate advertising slogans. Well, there isn't yeah, that okay, many people so, about to talk to, so... I, yeah, that's that's the thing. Matt said there's something missing, and I feel like we have hinted at a lot of things at this game that don't fully execute on the idea or the style, even though it totally does. As a matter of fact, I think this might be one of my favorite games of this year. Like wow, as, okay. Right, yeah, with uh, the RE2 remake from February. Like, I don't think I've been sucked in to, to a game as hard since then and actually wanting to just, like plug it in and never turn it off and think about it even when I'm not playing it. Like, this is totally up my wheelhouse. I am such a a slut 
for late 2000s to mid 2010s mm-hmm. FPS RPGs. The Deus Ex games, the Fallout games, the Stalker games, the Elder Scrolls games, those are all my favorites. And there's so few out there that really capture this feeling of making your second to second experience feel intimate and powerful. And in this one, you have those wonderfully written obsidian quests where where so many different factions and major characters get strung into fairly oftentimes peaceful activities that are solved through dialogue checks more so than uh, violence. And it really made me realize how much of a looter shooter Fallout 4 is in comparison to stuff like this. Like in uh, um, Outer Worlds, I'm doing a lot of one trip walks to places that will involve like one fight out of a mob of eight rooms full of monsters in there versus uh fallout 4 which had its dungeons repopulate themselves <laughs> with uh loot and monsters to get you to go back and replay areas with procedurally generated quests like this this has none of that it's like all handmade there's there's not a lot of skinner boxing going on here in an egregious way i feel like there's a hell of a lot more clutter than there was in the the older New Vegas game, and God, there's so much, it, so many things to pick up. Oh, so many oh, things God, to pick up. They're gonna take up all the space in your inventory, and I feel like Actually, they might. Yeah, I've down. not found so bad so far. You can break them down <coughs> and sell them to like all those little vendors. Like it, that 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 problem is not that bad. And you there's can also fast the I actually haven't travel. become encumbered yet. No, I, I have. It's just that I take those things, those perks. I just pick up, yeah. I pick up literally everything, and I have well, like a uh, crap ton of like weapon parts so I can repair my favorite. The clutter, weapons. I don't think, is a problem. I think it yeah. actually shows a move towards populating these levels with enough interactables to constantly keep you doing something every like three freaking seconds. There's always something to pick up wherever your mouse cursor even lands on a table, it feels like. And uh, that's that's cool, having to pay attention to a massive amount of clutter in these levels. They still feel kind of Lego snapped together. Like, uh, they're, they're doing the Bethesda method of having elbow joints um, that all the buildings are made out of that snap together in a way that visually does not fool anybody. <laughs> Like, if you ever look at the the ground, the uh, seams where the building model juts out of the dirt are uh, are a clean, straight line. It's so un... Yeah, it's very unconvincing, is I think where, where the complaints are going to come out of. Like, the music not being interesting, the, the buildings and the level design not looking convincing, and the way people talk in that monotone, robotic... Uh, uh, drone RPG style drone dialogue. They, they don't all talk like that, though. There's some like no. The, I think I think some of the voice acting is pretty fucking great, actually. Yeah, it's like it's better than than the Bethesda games. I'll, I'll oh, give yeah. it that. It's just, it's like the presentation of the thing. If anyone's ever sitting down, bartenders especially. If you ever talk to a bartender, their head just like snaps up from the bottom of the frame, and like. Tim and Eric's into the middle of the frame for you before they begin their uh, very, very rudimentary hello and welcome to the George Hall, your your best bar establishment on on Monarch Prime. It's not the best choice; it's Spacer's choice. And I would all say, around 
Sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Some of the areas are better than others. Like, the first area, I feel like, was missing a lot there. So, I've I've only got to the big colony ship after the first area, so... Oh. You haven't been to Monarch yet. I haven't been to Monarch yet, no. Which is a lot. But I'm still, like, 12 hours in, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. So, okay, like, the first... The first level mm. is is kind of a mess because, like, I don't. The way they do these big choices is that they don't give you a lot of information. You know, so you end up trying to make a decision off of something so small. Like, in that first level, there's two factions, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Both have played it, right? And then, yeah, uh, the main faction that's part of the board there's not many side quests other than the victor guy or vicar vicar guy yeah and that's it like, and the graveyard you guy know. you don't know anything about the other side but you have all yeah. these side quests with the other faction so you end up like trying to make a choice and the only thing that you really get is the the mechanic that's with you with she was some thoughts before yeah. voiced and by Ashley Birch is she really yeah Parvati or whatever her name is yeah yeah that's she's a good companion yeah wouldn't yeah. expect that yeah that's she's actually like really good but and I like the so like the what what they did with her. There apparently is a third option to these two factions that you have to choose between in this opening quest. Kill them all. Apparently it's Key actual... type in. I, I know, because I'm trying to get the details on how to get this third option. I was reading about it before we started recording. I Did, did any of us get that third option, or did we pick one side or the other? Well, I, I picked the side, but you can do things within your... You can do things after you pick an option. That, that's what I've noticed with the big decisions. Yeah. Is that you would pick a side, but there's also things to kind of, like, make it better, I guess you can say. Yes. That is one thing I actually really like about it, that it goes yeah. beyond Fallout 3, New Vegas, and 4 in a lot of ways, which is there will be options presented to you, but if you leave and go find out more information by talking to people, it actually does reflect in by either changing the choices that were shown to you before or adds new choices for you to accept. Yeah. Which I actually really like about this game because now I'm thinking when I talk to somebody that maybe this isn't 100% of what the actual story is and I can go around the area and search for either like objects that help towards finding stuff to change their answers or find other people that will give me more information that will change the person who I'm talking to's uh, dialogue choices. The third option that you can apparently do between these two factions is a nice, peaceful compromise between the two, unlocked by digging around a little more in their back areas that uh, unlock more dialogue skill trees, and I was not able to do that myself. I think I did that. Really? Yay! Wait, I I love that that, shit. but... I had to make the tough decision before that. So, okay, so 
it's the first area. It's about six or so hours worth of playing the game kind of thing. Tune out just for now, because I am intrigued to hear what you guys chose, like, and how you went about it. Well, I... Do we do spoilers? Just just for this first f- for this first major choice, the, yes, the market. The, yeah, it would try to be vague. Uh, so yeah. I chose because Pravati talked about the people inside the the main town. She was like, she was like those. You know, I can understand where you know the outsiders coming from. Um. But, like, there's a lot of good people in the town. Like, the outsider, she really wants the town to burn just because, you know, the, you know, the, the, the board is making them work, like, hardcore. Yeah, like, you know, the sun died, like, get you know? That. Yeah. Yeah. And and I was like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. She, she, she has a point. So I chose to give uh, power back to the town because, you know, because I did end up talking to the bartender and stuff like that when I was there. And, you know, people were just sad and they weren't, <laughs> you know, they, they were, they were, it seemed like, yeah, they were just regular people working hard to survive. Kind yeah. of like America. <laughs> so I was just like, <laughs> and then you had these people outside, like living free and, you know. Um, hell yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. So, yeah, so, so I did the same. I did the same thing. I sent all but, the power back to Edgewater. Yeah. But. But when you walk in to take the regulator, it's this cool ass scene where the old lady walks up to you. Like, and the the, the alarm is going off. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is. I was like, I got shocked and a little bit. Like, she's like, here got, comes the snake. Yeah, because you, yeah, <laughs> you walk in <laughs> and everyone's gathered around the campfire. And then you don't see no her power. anywhere. It's so it's so cool. There's no power, so everybody huddles around a fire. It's like nobody's in their positions like they were before. Everybody's abandoned the buildings they were in, and is now huddled around this fire because they have no power. It's cool. And it was cool. That was like one of the coolest scenes. I was like, oh snap! Is this game gonna be like this all the time? Because this is cool. And then you know she talks about it, and you you talk about eventually like being able to convince him so you go and convince him and then there's god a damn it yeah. yeah yeah that's I what i did i, the, I went bad... and i did her like i managed to get zoe to come back and uh find the manuals for thomas so that convinced them to go back to edgewater and then she was like i'll never go there as long as reed thompson's there yeah. And I managed to go up to him and be like, dude, like, either you leave or I'm going to put a bullet in the back of your head. Like, you need to just clear off. Because I have, I put, like, all of my skill. I did something I don't usually do in these games, which is I put a shit ton of my skills into persuasion and intimidation this time around. Yep, yep. That's, so I that's pretty how much you play just, them. I can just pretty much tell people to do whatever the hell I want if the, wow. op- if the option is presented to me. So I was like, Dialogue I'm just going to. all the way, baby. I'm just going to intimidate you into leaving or persuade you. And he's like, do you know what? If she, if she's found a way to cure the plague. God damn it. I picked the bad choice then. Cause, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading the guide now the, the, even then the third party, the third choice has a compromise between the two. Apparently you have to give power to Edgewater to unlock that branch. Yeah. And I gave I, it yeah, to I can, the, I can the botanicals. See, I can see how that happens. Yeah. Yeah. 
I like that about this game, though. There are stuff that you just miss if you do stuff. I like that. And, yeah. and being uh, able to kill anybody, even though I haven't killed anybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've not killed anybody. I'm so scared of killing somebody. Oh, man. I was playing through it with a friend. We were given a joke run for our first few runs. And we did kill the quest giver NPC in the cave who uh, gives you the slogan. And the game continues without a hitch. I wonder, He's the only can't... guy I thought I'd get away with killing. And I'm glad you... I didn't because he's a... Uh... Yeah, space is choice. I'm guessing you, you can't adorable. kill Ada, and Ada feels like the one permanent, because she's a robot made out of metal computers, right? Yeah. Supposedly, I was reading somewhere <laughs> that you can kill every quest giver in this game and still get to the end. Ah, yes. Which will be awesome to see, because I imagine what they'll do. I can already see how they'll do it. It will be like... Ada will be the one who will send you on your way to certain places if you've killed everybody. And then she'll somehow magically video game you, get you whatever you need to get there. The yes man. Oh. Yes, I think so. In, in oh, supernova weird. mode, they're going to die whether you want to or not. They don't yeah, okay. die. Another I, thing I, I like about this game, they don't die. I love that. I, I, I'm playing on supernova mode, baby. They die all the time. It's actually a big yeah, but problem. But they don't permanently die, is what I mean. Like, in supernova the mode, they do. You gotta. I'm, I'm scumming the shit out of the quick loads. Oh, in, no, uh, in normal. On, that's not fun, on, man. On standard, they. <laughs> well, for me, it is. They don't die. <laughs> yeah, sorry. They, come, they die in the combat, but they come back. Um, yeah, okay, so I, I got a couple questions. Number one, supernova mode. What what mode are we playing it on? Regular. Standard. Ah, weak. Oops. Cowards. <laughs> are you drinking and eating to stay I like alive? To enjoy my games, man. Yeah, yeah, every now and How's then you drink and eat to you? stay alive. It's, it's fine. The thing that it's not fine is the companion respawning. The combat difficulty is ramped up to be kind of insta-deathy. And the the companions will still lie around on the battlefield wounded if they go down during the fight. And then when combat's over, they'll just croak and die. And so it's real annoying having that lack of feedback over uh, in a fight, not knowing whether or not I should just quick load and go ahead and get out of there. But I like supernova mode for making me want to care more about the combat and stuff turns out you just gotta get tactical about it funnel enemies into areas into choke points make a hell of a lot of use out of your bullet time yeah i was um, gonna say speaking of tactical how do you feel about tactical time dilation <laughs> definitely not that uh it's not it's so, so much of this game feels like I don't want to say poor man's Fallout because you can also tell it's made by the real team behind Fallout. But, like, they're trying... It feels like they had a Fallout game in the works that they had to change the IP for, which might have even been the case. This is considering the company's history. them ripping off Fallout, and I'm all for it. So, Fallout had not great combat as well. It had the VAT system that gave you some silly slow-motion close-ups of gore. I kind of... That's feel like I did like Vats better. That's something I didn't I I didn't talk to you guys about, but like I don't know whether the combat's bad. Like you guys should probably confirm that. Like it's not bad. It's like typical Fallout combat. But coming off of having played Destiny for like a good couple of weeks, the guns and shit in this game just feel bad. I don't know. I feel like 
if you give it a whirl in supernova mode, you'll find some some no, no. changes. Well, Craft, one craft, thing crafting is pretty good though. The mods and like being able to mod most yeah. of your stuff is great. Adding different stuff, like I got like a standard assault rifle, put like a special sight on it, and then changed all my bullets into electric bullets. <laughs> and I was like, this is awesome. Now I shoot robots in the face, and they just die instantly because the electronics override their circuits. Oh That's god, cool. Um, I, 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 I'm on supernova mode. I'm having a lot of flashbacks to what Fallout Two and New Vegas felt like in the early games, and those games are brutally tough. Up yeah. until you get some good weapons. energy weapons or like high quality automatic weapons, like that's the 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 line you have to crawl in those games. And so it kind of makes sense to me for the the starter weapons to feel dingy. But also on supernova mode, every shot counts. I've I've been relying on the revolver, and it's satisfying. It feels good. The combat, I, yeah, it's not great, but I feel like it's it's fine, which is it's not like just there. Interesting, as, as as to say, as a critic or a media pundit, um, I thought I thought the the VAT system would be better. I like put some perk points into it, and I'm like regretting it. I want to reset it so bad because it's just on supernova mode. It because <laughs> you you dumb. gotta depend on it. Like I am you, always mashing it. Bit. Um, supernova mode re- requires you to make use of every tool that. That you can throw to you, except for the buff items. My inventory is clogged up with that, too. Uh, okay, I have a, a little bit of a story question, though, and that is, remember the bandit lady who's behind bars in the storage facility in Rosewater? She no, asks you... Wait, f- what? Storage yeah. facility on Rosewater, part of the main quest, I think. Wait, I don't um, think I've been there. Yeah, I don't think he's there, because he only... Okay. Yeah. But I, I've been there. I know what you're talking about. So... Whoa. I feel <laughs> this is a bit Where a little going, bit of a George? so let's continue talking and spoil it for him. <laughs> well, it, it is a but it's also a re- okay. So years upon Whoa. years ago, I played Fallout Two and had an amazing experience where I got my guy to take a bunch of drugs that lowered his um, intelligence staff intelligence stat to the point where other characters started talking to him differently and giving him sympathy for things and letting him into restricted areas that smart people can't get into otherwise. Something like that happened in this case where I lured enemies into her area and it triggered okay, a I'm very interesting... Yeah, okay, okay. Um, luring enemies around to interact with other NPCs can cause them to reveal things about themselves and their quests that you might not have been able to... that you might not have considered otherwise. Uh, if you lure enemies into her aggro range, she does some cool things that I was genuinely impressed that this game's quest writing level was able to keep track of. Ah, the end. Oh, Done spoiling. Very vague for, for Liam. I'm back. Um, yay. Hey, Liam. How's how's it back? Uh, just just play around. Experiment with those quick saves. There's There's some cool NPC interactions in the game waiting to be discovered. I'm it's sure cool, it's great, is. it's fine. <sighs> um, but and I'll find out one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day. When you have time. I, I'm, I went through Rosemary. I do all the side quests. Rosemary. Rosemary, uh, yeah, Roseway. Rose, Rosewater, Rose, Rosemary's baby. I like the way that they have the planets and you can land on different sections of the planets and stuff. Like it's, it's, There's a lot to do. And it's not so huge. It feels like 
like if Mass Effect was made by a small quirky team out of Austin. Mm. <laughs> I do, I do like this game in that weird Moorish way where you do one quest and it opens up another quest with a similar bunch of characters that relate to the quest you've tangentially just done. And you're like, oh, fine, I'll just travel the hundred feet or so and talk to him and then I'll stop. And you get there and you talk to him and you're like, oh, well, oh, that's not... Oh, that sounds interesting. Oh, oh God, okay, another 200 feet. Then the next person, oh, I've got to shoot some bad guys on the way. Oh, this is great. Monarch playing. is when it really feels like Fallout, when people are just, like, running up to you. But, like, oh, cool. I, w- I would say, my God, there's so many quests on that damn planet. I don't even know what to do with <laughs> myself. I, I want to finish all of them because the thing is. Yeah, I was amazed because yeah. you could do all of Edgewater without worrying, really. And they're you could do good all of the side quests. quests. They're not uh, fill out, collect X number of collectible to Breath of the Wild. Yeah, they they actually fill out the world a lot, and they lose their stories. Other bigger ones, yeah. It's quite and nice. a lot of the mini the mini quests in this game, like a lot of the, the just the smaller quests, tend to give you information that help you towards the main quests uh, and open up extra like dialogue pieces based on information you found which is super cool yeah. I, I, I like what what they've written for your character too it's not so boring you know you can be sarcastic are, are you sticking with uh, Captain Hawthorne <laughs> I am I am trying to go as far as I possibly can in that game without anybody finding out what my real name is <laughs> I, I did I'm not I'm loving care. it. I'm like, oh, I'm I am Captain absolutely love. No, I'm loving it. Being able to lie to people and that you'll lie, you requiring higher and higher lie skills as you go along, talking to people like, yes, I'm Captain Hawthorne of the Unreliable. Even it's though delightful. people know that you're not? Well, only one bum, guy bum, bum. Oh, that's right. Guy, right. You're not that far in. Right. Oh, wait. Oh. I mean, there's people that obviously have met Captain Hardthorne. <laughs> well, so far, I've done a fantastic job of keeping the lie up. Let's so see how, let's see how I'll, con- I'll continue as out. long as I've, I'm just going to put all God. of my points into lying. So many New Vegas flashbacks. Remember how many times in New Vegas you would find a reminder of the identity your character previously had inhabited, and that creates some cool player-driven storytelling opportunities with dialogue choices? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, there is something weird, though, and, and t- t- to move things on. Wait, wait, was... wait, wait. Before we move on from this game, mm. can we talk about how absolutely fucking janky and buggy and shitty yeah, it is on PC? Yeah, I, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to dig at, is what is not cool, because there is something missing. Like, uh, Matt was hinting at it. Yeah, I I never really expected polish, but... Your your companions, (sighs) they literally talk like, when you first get one on the planet that you you get that specific... (laughs) When you first get your own human. Yeah, when you get a a human, when you get, like, other characters, when you first, when they first get into your group for the first time, all of a sudden they start talking about Ada and being on the spaceship and all that. And I'm like, you haven't even walked two seconds with me yet. (laughs) 
I hate that stuff. I hated it in in Mass Effect Andromeda when I I complained about this for like an hour on the you when know I played that. I hate when that when I was a kid, I was expecting a lot more people to uh, blindly follow me for little adventures as an adult, and that doesn't that's not how that works, is it? No, no. Not if people really. join your party, they need to like they probably know you ahead of time. My issue was that. <laughs> This game, no matter how the companions were done not, was just nigh on play unplayable on PC. Oh dear. What's, so what's platform? I traded some games and got it on PS4. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, it has it been better? And it works a lot better. Mm, I feel sorry for uh, how much inventory management and clutter clicking you gotta do. It's way better than struggling with the PC port. Because, God, no matter what I did, the first two days I played on PC, it just would not run well at all. It would screen tear and it would frame Very drop stuttering. all the time. And the it has so many options. Like, annoying. you detect, you det auto-detect, and then you, it, you, it sets it to high, and you're like, mm, I don't know about that. You set it down to medium. You even, like, lower the shadows, and you, you can even lower the actual resolution of the screen yeah. by a percentage and make it look like <laughs> muddy water and it still runs terribly you can set the frame cap uh -huh. to be like tip 30 and it will still drop to like five frames when you like do a 360 on it the spot. feels incredibly it feels incredibly bizarre to me to be playing this game made in 2019 in the style of a game from 10 years ago that actually reaches a level of technology that it, and performance that seems to be stuck a year in the past as well. That's so bizarre. Like, I feel like when I was reading these behind-the-scenes accounts of how Bethesda withheld Obsidian's bonus for New Vegas and how their engine required them to cut the New Vegas strip up into three different sub-levels with only six pedestrians walking around on the streets, I was always wondering, like, oh, how differently could this game have looked if they had had their own engine with their own schedule and their own time? And as it turns out, not, it? not that so different good. at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, on, why? Con on consoles, it... On consoles, it works a lot better. Why are there only six people walking around on the streets, though? And yeah, all the buildings really look the same and have yeah. disconnected interiors. I want, what, I want my what was the man, number? I want my Hitman type of, like, crowds, man. Why ooh, can't we have some of ooh. that? Yeah. Ooh, Hitman, that's some good tech. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine RPG that is where very, the town looks very like very well-optimized tech. They'd need a much bigger budget than the Outer Worlds had. <clears throat> Yeah. Which I think is, is like the most disappointing aspect of it to me is that it feels so behind the times and so it's it's a lack of creativity in that way. I like as, so. as clever and cute and good as the writing is, it still feels like like they're not aiming very high if they're aiming for a classic from ten years ago. Like, they're kind of remaking the unflattering aspects of it that haven't aged that well. The stiff movement. The stiff movement, oh, I think, God, is yeah, the one thing the, that me and my friend were giggling. Some of the NPCs that just walk into each other constantly and then do the, a 180 <laughs> and walk the other way. It's like, oh my God, what is this? 
I the said, way the like camera garbage I saw the, the camera kind of jitters and stutters when it zooms in on their faces and whenever they begin and end their dialogue they like walk with this very very slow unnatural looking animation my but, favorite thing to do is talk to somebody who sat on a chair facing the other way <laughs> yeah. and, and then talk to them and they get up and stand up out of their chair in a very dramatic way and look dead mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in your eyes and you're like and they're like, hello. <laughs> it's, e- it's either that or you hit them at the right angle where they're looking over their shoulder behind themselves at you for the entire 10-minute conversation. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is very janky. Did, did, you see, did you see, like, in the first level, the first planet, that you were supposed to save this, uh, this girl, um, that one joined the bandits? And yeah. you find her crying. But when you talk really? to her... Yeah. I didn't find her crying. I found her crying. I didn't find her crying. I found her smoking like a cigarette. Very confident woman, and she's like, "Oh, I had this. Yeah, I made this," and I was just like, "And then as soon as I stopped talking with her, and I got her, I convinced her to go back to watch, you know, this, watch some, some show TV. with her, some friend, you know, some Netflix, friend, some Netflix, Nef- some Netflix cereals. and chill, cereal, cereal, cereals and chill. Yeah, cereals and chill." She goes back to crying and being scared. Like, I was just like, what is this game? Uh, like, <laughs> it gave me a... It's mess. janky. <laughs> janky, broken thing. It, it's, it's so weird. A lot of immersion that... breaking stuff. I, I still really enjoy the game, but, like, it's a and lot. And still it's compared to, to New Vegas itself, <laughs> we're still, like, miles ahead of where we were with the 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 cult classic 10 year old game this thing is based off of you know and this is why like i really don't care to watch reviews because i watched a review after playing it and they're like oh there's not really any bugs and blah blah blah. i was like yeah no i saw that as well Audio cut out as well, for actually. me for like half an hour. Just no I audio. I saw that. I saw that as well. I think it was the IGN review, and I was yes. like, "Oh, that that's a pleasant surprise. That's nice." And then I play the PC version, and it's almost unplayable. And I'm like, "Hmm, I don't know." And like, it's probably whatever build they were playing on it worked really fine for though? them, but I don't think so. I don't know. It's still pretty fucking buggy. On console, it's definitely a lot less buggy than the PC version. Every time I open my heart to a review, I always get disappointed. I'm like, this is why I reviewed games myself. Because I so sick. I wonder what happened, if uh, what platform they were playing on, and for how many hours. That'll answer that question. It or will if be they're even console, awake while they're probably. playing it. Jesus Christ. Man. Oh, Matthew. <laughs> Speaking of reviews, what was the what was the number Obsidian had to hit to get the bonus? 85, I believe. <gasps> Hang on. So on yep. PS4, yep. <laughs> the Outer Worlds is hit at 86% rating. Which means it's bonus time, but on PC it's a it's a measly eighty two percent. It was eighty five. That is right. On engadget.com. they have. Uh, so the the PS the old... PS4 version and the Xbox One version of the Outer Worlds has received a bonus, whereas the PC version has fallen short at eighty two percent. They also know never to sign a clause like that again. That that is. I... I am looking forward to mods, though. In fact, 
I, I almost wonder if I should hold off actually finishing the game until a little while for yeah yeah no hear me out here hear me out i am i am legitimately wondering if i should wait for some mods to to maybe throw in some new npcs maybe make the levels a little bigger i don't know when i played through new vegas and had one of the best experiences of my life it was definitely on a heavily modded version of that game and i see potential here it just seems less interesting and ambitious nowadays than it would have in you said it was like a game of the year contender I know, and I'm really sucked into it. I just wonder, like, if this is now what, you sound, what now we're you do sound like one of those reviews that's like, yeah, this game was buggy as hell. Like, I just couldn't finish it. But you know, if you have a great <laughs> well, time, if you enjoy classic games, eight out of ten. I don't want to go <laughs> to, to yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you got a point. Nothing's perfect. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. game of the year contenders are kind of yeah. Game of the year, you can't put down. You can't say I, game well, of the year and just like not I finish it. I can't put this game down. Like I really do enjoy getting into it, and I want to play it. But it has a lot of flaws. It lots. It, it, a lot of flaws. <laughs> it's not perfect, but you know what? It's one. Of, it's one of those games. You know when you're, you're you're hungry, you're thirsty for a game, and. You play a game, it's like, this is exactly what I needed. I really, really enjoy enjoy playing this game. But it's not quite good, you know? But it doesn't matter because it's just satisfying that itch, you know? Just satisfying that yeah. itch, you know? it's just... Yeah, and that's... That, like, for me, it's it's whatever... That, that sense of place and stealth and social interaction that stuff like Deus Ex, and even Metal Gear Solid, in a way, and, like, Hitman does. This game's doing that. Yeah. Yeah, it hits the spot. It hits the spot. It's like you want the steak, right? But, you know, sometimes you just need to get a burger from McDonald's. You know? And if it becomes possible <laughs> in the future... <laughs> if it becomes possible in the future to swap some of those those toppings out and those ingredients and maybe just flat out, straight up, replace the soundtrack... <laughs> I am totally installing that mod. But it's true, man. I just want to binge on. I just want to binge on garbage pizza all day. Yeah. I'll have a nice, fine yeah. yakiniku once in a while. Oh, Some nice big God. steaks, but man, <laughs> I just want to eat pizza well, all that's, the time. That's, garbage that's pizza for life. Yeah. Oh, it's it's just so, like McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about any other any other games before we go to break and go to news? I'm definitely break finishing this game. This is this is a good one. Firefly <laughs> all the way, right? Firefly. It is pretty Firefly. It's pretty pretty Firefly. Oh I love my me god! Some yeah, fuck me. God, I'm such a huge dork, you guys. Well, no I I watched and, and the break and the break there and the break okay, there. Okay, okay. Well, I'm I... such a huge dork, you guys. I know, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back after the break. Yeah. I was, but I'll, I'll bring it back after the break because I got to poop. You ever have one of those days to start out normal and end up with bullets flying? We are about to. It's some crazy ass shit, but that's the hood. A hard place to live. An easy place to die. It was just another night when I got an urgent page from K Dog. 
a major crack hustler I knew since Juvie. Dog, it's me, what's up? Hello there. Tell me where you at. Tricky Six, the hardest motherfucker on the streets. A lot of niggas felt that out the hard way. And we're live from the news desk featuring China correspondent George Weedman. Uh, and well, oh, uh, uh, sports uh, desk late night host hey Matt Visual hey how's it going we don't need the news let's go straight to the questions <laughs> <laughs> let's see like does any of this says something you know I'm the well, I'm like how the, did you know I'm yeah I, how I, did you know he was gonna say something. I, I'm like the skeleton for like Seth. Actually, actually, like, like two of these news posts are great, and the other one is like, ah. <laughs> so, so let's let's see how how these these bounce off you guys. Um, if we had to talk about any of these three and maybe omit one, we got we got the Japanese government honoring Shigeru Miyamoto as a person of cultural interest. Great, let's talk about that one. Uh, okay, um... And then let's not... definitely talk about Fallout 76 being terrible, and then ignore the other one. There's not much to talk about with, uh, the Shigeru Miyamoto honorees, um... The, I don't know, it's pretty important. The, the person of cultural merit, uh, is, is supposed to be, be an exhibit from a variety of fields, including the arts, music, science, and academia. 20 individuals were named as a person of cultural merit recipients, including Miyamoto. So he's like, he's one of 20 and it's, it's, it's good and cool that people from video games are getting these recognitions. That's, that, that's neat, right? Oh God, what am I doing here? I'm like talking my way into negative implications automatically, subconsciously, without even thinking about it. You read too much bad news. I read too much bad news. Um, yeah, which is why I'm I'm reading this thing about Shigeru Miyamoto getting getting awards from the government and stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, that's cool and all, but... But, but you don't understand... You don't understand that Japan is not really a country of giving out like participation medals. You very much have to earn <laughs> your uh, your stripes. Like America. And yeah, like America, like <laughs> exactly right. But Miyamoto <laughs> is the first video game creator to uh, to ever receive this award in Japan, and it's not even so much that, but it's a recognition of like his. Not only his importance to the video games industry, because that goes without saying, we all know this, but to mm, his mm -hmm. cultural significance upon Japan itself. Like, Japan is synonymous with Mario and Yoshi and, like, Smash Brothers and Sp now Splatoon and, and stuff like now that. now it's, it's official. But the, but the point is, like, the, the London 2012 Olympics, like, Shinzo Abe, the Prime Minister of Japan, comes out wearing a Mario hat because he knows the rest of the world is going to know Mario. Yeah, if you wear, like a, like, a Dragon Ball costume, maybe that's the only comparison thing. But inside of Japan, Shigeru Miyamoto has never, ever been as credited as he is worldwide. A lot was... of people don't even know who he is. 
when I was thinking through this, that the, there were a couple dampeners in mind. One being that there were 19 others, another being that video games more or less like have gotten their recognition from official government bodies before. But what is unique here not is Not in this, Japan. Not this, in Japan. Absolutely not in Japan. Like, what is unique here is not. this confluence of the recognition with, with the nation, the, the nation, the nationality of Japan. What? And... <laughs> Because, come on, video games have an entire section of the BAFTA awards dedicated to themselves, but when, but when you not, think we're of... Not talking about, we're not talking about Miyamoto being registered for being a video game. We're talking about the Japanese government. It's nothing to do with whether it's video games or not. It's about the person being of cultural merit to a whole society of people. It's important and for the fact that video games have been around for like 30 years in Japan, and is like a, a part of the reason their soft power is so strong. Yet... The industry is still, like, snubbed on and terribly looked down upon in Japan for the most part, especially career-wise, and yet Mario and Luigi are, like, synonymous characters worldwide with Japan. So I think, like, it's actually a super important thing, let alone Miyamoto deserving his dues from his own country for once. Yeah, didn't, didn't you have a classroom full of kids who... Didn't know who that was. I had no idea. I was, I, I always remember that, which was like, I was like, well, if you want to be like Shigeru Miyamoto, you have to, you have to practice. And they were like, who's that? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and that is, and that is prevalent throughout Japan. A lot of people just don't know who he is. And they especially don't know that he made Mario. They just assume Nintendo made Mario because... That's the way Japanese corporations like to have it. Like Konami would say, they made Metal Gear, yeah, not okay. Kojima. Capcom made Street Fighter. You know, it's like corporations They're not create wrong. I, I, he, without, this culture. without Miyamoto, you don't have Mario. It's just a fact. You don't. And Nintendo what would have happened. Be if the same Italian janitor named Mario was working with the company during the conceptualization of an arcade game that did not have Miyamoto on it, how different would the rest of history had gone? Ta even like though the same Mario guy would have still e been around. Like, I don't even know if the three of us would be here right now. <coughs> that is what if the, one of what the, first if the janitor was. What if the janitor was named Luigi, you guys? Oh my god. What if the janitor working at the Nintendo warehouse was named Luigi, and that's what the character ended up getting the name as? How different would history have gone? In all seriousness, no. If that had not happened, if Miyamoto had not taken a job at N Nintendo, would the three of us be here right now? I don't know. The you don't like, think there is anyone like, else would have gotten it? There might have been something, but the industry itself would be entirely different. Yeah. The Which... games that exist now exist because Nintendo dominated a whole period of time with these certain specific video games. And that that just exploded an entire brand new media. Video games went through a huge, massive... Uh, what is it? What's the word? Crash. They went through the Atari crash with E.T. And the only thing that saved the video games industry was the Nintendo Entertainment System. 
so I don't know. Without that man, I don't know. And how? Japan would how, still have anime, though. But you know, how how weird is it that a national identity and culture is is kind of represented and evoked by by video games? Uh, well, I don't know. With, with, without a great philosophical drive under there to turn them into to high art, like like it, you see in the West, but in Japan, video games more quickly got accepted as adult medium for for adult stories with with blood and sex. Yet with Nintendo, they've always still been toys. I I I don't. Fallout 76 has a premium subscription model now that's creating class conflict. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Nothing makes me laugh harder than this story. <laughs> Apparently, if you bought the $100 a year Fallout first subscription service from Bethesda, like everyone's first choice in entertainment product games. Self-giving our uh, worlds. If you if if you bought this thing and, and flaunt it in, in the online rough and tumble sandbox of of Fallout seventy six, apparently you're you're kind of making yourself a target for some some player harassment that's been going around. What? Uh, TheDailyBeast.com has some interview roundups of, of basically commenters on Reddit supporting, bleh, purporting that players in Fallout 76 are basically picking on the players who bought the premium subscription service. Uh, quote, one player who claimed to have been beaten, one player who claimed to have been beaten up, quote, when I decided to do the Mothman emote, a premium-only <laughs> dance move in Vault 51. At least five to seven people in teddy bear costumes kept punching me. Another luckier player claimed that he avoided a brawl, but was told to leave the non-premium area of the game when he did a premium-only robot dance. Oh my god, this is fucking brilliant. Quote, but on Reddit, some agreed fans are leaning towards full communism. Quote, if this is what it takes to seed class consciousness, I'll take it, one writer wrote. Amazing. Wow. So how how has this never happened before on in like a mass scale organized way? I can totally imagine protests and memes making fun of players who who pay up for the the advanced cosmetics being a thing, but how how is it not like everyone would always make fun of the Rainbow Six Siege skins with the stupid pay models that have magic win animations and I don't remember anyone being genuinely aggrieved over it, but should they have been? And could they have been? I feel like a doomed community acting like post-apocalyptic survivors for real is amazing. <laughs> Maybe in a few years, Fallout 76 will turn into EVE Online. It'll be like that one game you never play, but constantly hear ridiculously creepy news stories about it, mimicking the real world too much. <laughs> Yeah. Once they introduce, like, a new, uh, I don't know, like, a feature where they can eat each other, that would be amazing. Hmm. Wow. Remember when, that um... Is... Like, Remember... full, full post-apocalyptic, just destroying each other. There's only, like, a thousand of them left. 
the the last remaining Fallout seventy six players. So the teddy bears beat when... you up and then fry you <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Mm. Remember when the developer of Rust made it so that no one could pick their their race or their gender, and it like <laughs> created wars or something? Amazing. I wish video games were amazing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I would I would say Outer Worlds was is pretty good, but I wouldn't call I'm, it amazing. I I I I have a very embarrassing quick fact to tell you too. Okay. Wow. Is this an on-air one? Um yeah, yeah. I I did not watch a single episode of Firefly until Outer Worlds. Well, I guess we're not friends anymore. How do we keep doing this? I I watched Being an episode disappointed. Yeah. Of of Outer World no, of, of Firefly after after playing Outer Worlds and was surprised to see that You gotta understand Josh George Sweden like Nathan Fillion is George doesn't like good things. He he consumes garbage only. He just consumes garbage. If you were a transformer, the outer world isn't garbage. If you were the transformer, and you came down to Earth, you would totally pick the uh, garbage truck. I would be the garbage truck. truck. Yeah, yeah, I would. I, I absolutely would pick the garbage truck. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah. Throw your trash in me. I'm a dirty boy. Yeah. And and <laughs> I'd, I'd shuffle out little action figures of Nathan Fillion and be like, "Look, this is where where Nolan North style vocal direction in video games might have come from." Like everyone's always wisecracking at one another. I don't I don't know if the rest of the show is like that. Apparently it's only one season. I can get through it quickly, but but is this is this where where it comes from? Like uh have video game writers been trying to ape Joss Whedon for for the past 10 years or so? I feel like whenever whenever Spider-Man or, or Nathan Drake or uh Rico Rodriguez says something to a lady on the microphone. They're channeling a lot of scenes from Firefly. But you haven't watched it, so how would you know? I watched that, that the one episode, though. That's not enough, is it? It's not the enough. The one episode... Yeah, it's not enough. <sighs> wow. So, mm-hmm. um, another thing as depressing as what we just heard is uh, the next news story, right? Oh, uh, I thought I thought we were gonna go on to uh, questions from the audience. Yeah, let's do it. So something to lighten the mood then. <laughs> something to bring us down to earth. Yes. Where where should we bring the messages from? Space. from? Uh, uh, what from space? What what web space. zone? <laughs> what what address? Can't say if you space. Will. Can't say space without saying it like Tim Curry. Capitalism in space. <laughs> you guys have seen that video, space. right? You get. You, please tell me you guys have seen that Command no. and Conquer Red Alert video. No. Type no. Tim Curry space into YouTube right now. I'm just gonna have to warn you about the keyboard, though. I was gonna say I don't hear no clacking. I I had to do a couple clicks. <laughs> All right, good. It's eleven seconds long. <laughs> these are these are the voyages from Starship Enterprise. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm watching the Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> did he like? Did he? Did he come? Look at his no, eyes. No, they no, into the just, back of his head. It's just the most ridiculous line, so he can't keep a straight face. It's like because he's trying to save space. Space. <laughs> and space. I am. I am such very an, convinced such a by, by by Tim Curry's immaculate Soviet Russian accent. But anyways, if if there was a, a place. With with an address that we get our, our messages from, what would it be? Dad and Sons Podcast in Space at ah. gmail.com. At gmail.space. Just, just, just Dad and Sons Podcast at, at gmail.com. Um, our, uh, our first listener question for this week comes from Jack H. with uh, the classic, the always contentious, the never peaceful. Do y'all watch subbed or dubbed anime? Have we not answered this before? I feel like we have. I'm sure we have. We must have. Um. So yeah, I I, I usually usually do the subs. How, however, there there was one case where I was watching Neon Genesis on on a tiny computer screen while doing work at the same time, and in that event, I did pick the dubs so that my eyeballs wouldn't be going up and down all the time because I was closer to the screen in that instance. Um, I watch both. Usually sub, but sometimes, yes. sometimes the dub is good enough, and I'll, I'll and I'll listen to that. Like the Dragon Ball Z, not Dragon Ball Z, um, Dragon Ball Super. The dub is pretty good. Yeah. Me. So, yeah. I kind of uh, rather watch, rather listen to uh old school Kakarot power up. Kakarot, Sean Shamble, oh. what are you doing? Yeah. They're so so much more high pitched. Yeah. In Japanese. Yeah, yeah, it is. Even though the actors it's because it's it's like a ninety year old woman, that's why. <laughs> when I when I was going through uh the SLCL, strongest creature in the universe, this Goku. Ninety three year old shrieking woman. Is a by a shrieking Obasan. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, when I was going through FLCL, I went back and forth from subs to dubs and was surprised at how well they uh, they they translated. I, I didn't even notice sometimes. I'd have to double check myself. Yeah, that one's pretty. Good I'm too. almost I I almost always watch anime subbed, uh, unless it's uh, you know a rare occasion for whatever reason. But I have found myself recently playing JRPGs. In English. I never used to do that. If there was the option to have Japanese voices, I would always choose Japanese voices with subtitles. But now, I all—I don't know whether it's the quality of voice acting, because it's a bit more of a uh, well-respected industry than it was before. I don't know. Like, There's a lot more money in it now. So there's a hell of good voice actors out there now. So with JRPGs and stuff, I tend to listen to them in, in English now. Which is a surprise, but with anime still still subbed. I I remember even as a kid trying to learn my own damn language of English, the the JRPGs really helped out, and I I would love to play through one of those while learning another language. In in that respective language. Yes, a lot of superfluous Japanese words you will never ever use in your life. Like whatever the Japanese translation is for atelier. 
Alt Alt Air. I I have always wondered how you say that. Altil Altil. How did you say it? I think it's Atelier. 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 Anime titties. Anyways. Hey. Um. Shall Shall we move on? Yes. Move on, my friend. From Cola O, dear dad and sons, imagine a situation. All three of you are stuck together on an island. Each of you can take only three albums to listen for the rest of your lives. What albums would you choose and why? Uh, I need a copy strike this question. <laughs> Maroon 5, songs about jam. <clears throat> That's oh. one. Man. Uh, I did... album? Wait, are you white? What, we... <laughs> I I like all types of music. man. I've been listening to classic rock for the past two months. I've been diving because I've Maroon never let five. listened to Led Zeppelin mm, or Big Brother. Yeah, everyone's favorite classic, Big Brother. Or, oh man, my dad <laughs> loved Maroon Five when I was growing no, up. It sounds about Chain is good. Yeah, I like it. That's really good. I listen to that a lot. Um, man. I can't. There's just so many. There's so many songs that I would like. I would want to have some journey. You know, I would want to have some like. You know. Um, I could pull up my playlist actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would have, want to have so many varieties. I love music. The worst. So, like I'm. Yeah. I I don't know if I'll be able to pick, just three albums, from all that. So. Yeah, it's weird because I was thinking about this question because I put it in because it came across and I thought it was super interesting because it got me thinking about how I can only really think of albums from when I was a teenager before Spotify or YouTube playlists and stuff because now I don't think of albums. Yeah. I think of just songs mm-hmm. appearing in a list and albums are these, for the most part, like creatively constructed pieces and I was trying to think of what albums I think actually cohere- coherently from start to finish do I enjoy the most without, like, breaking them up. And I could only really think of a few because the rest are just songs I really like. And then I think about the albums that those songs are on and I'm like, I love the song, but the album mm, is not so great. Yeah. But, I could, like, there's a British rock band that don't exist anymore called Ruben. Who made a song? Uh, made a, an album called Race Car is Race Car Backwards, which which it is. Uh, that is one of my favorite albums of all time. I love that album from start to finish. Audio Slaves first album. Audio Slave my favorite band. And funnily enough, Killswitch Engages Daylight Dies. Because from start to finish, that album is absolutely banging as well. But then everything else, I'll listen to any type of music, but it, it, it'll it be like one-off songs. Like, yeah. can I have John Mayer's Neon? Can I have Eminem's Rap God? Can I have... Oh, actually, Kendrick Lamar's... All Right. Kendrick Black Lamar, All Right, is pretty top tier for me. But that album, what is the album called? It's called Pimp My Butterfly or something like that. Pimp My Butterfly, yeah, that album. Actually... I'm going to replace the Killswitch Engage album with that album because that album is fucking amazing. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. There's so many good stuff. Like, like I'm listening to stuff recently like Inside Out by Spoon, Ball and Chain by Big Brother. Uh, Deer and Gray's Withering to Death. Like, I would love that. Shout out to Dan. There's some like people I've never even heard of that I've been listening to. 
you know. I, uh, it, it's, 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 new jobbies. No I, oh, I, I, God. Like, can you imagine, like, even though this is like a weird ass song, like Talking Heads, once, once in a lifetime, like, can you imagine just not being able to Say hear that, that stupid, still stupid lines? This is not my yeah. wonderful wife. Like, I want to hear that garbage, man. I, I, I would bring the Metal Gear Solid 3 official soundtrack oh CD. Oh, God, with George, me. no. It's <laughs> 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 if you're gonna be on a desert island, I mean, I don't know what I expected to be honest. Like, like sneaking through the jungle for food. What a thrill! With darkness and silence in the night. You're, With darkness you're and silence, you're gonna want some appropriate music. Oh man! Oh man! There's so much out there for you, George. I envy you. I wish I could like delete everything and listen to my music playlist fresh. Oh God, yeah, that would be so. I, would I, I wish I could hear new jobbies times. for the first time. <laughs> Dude, like, like, just just imagine hearing a song for the first time that you're like that you're just connected to. It's like uh, it, like that. Um, this this there's a song with this guitar solo that literally sounds like an orgasm like the the guy the guitarist is making the guitar have an orgasm it is that fucking good like it's come oh my god oh my god george you're missing out you're missing out george you're missing out on some good music just just dive in let me give you some some music education as my friend calls it Give you a playlist, get you started, get you rolling on this this beautiful adventure. Can you listen to new jobbies? Just new to new jobbies. New jobbies. He's a he's a Japanese DJ who who passed away about ten twelve years ago, but he basically just remixed like local rappers in America with like Japanese jazz tracks, and it's like fucking heaven. Okay, I. It's spelled N U G J N U J A B E S. You must but, send him a link, sign him uh, up for Spotify. No. Yeah, it sounds like I need <laughs> you to take some all classes the work for, him. for all this. I can't. I can't imagine like without listening to music. I, I can't imagine it either. No, I list. I just don't like point out. I don't. I don't have a big name. Name an artist you like. And not uptown I don't funk. Th- not uptown funk. Okay, we've heard no. enough. We know that you listen to uptown funk. <laughs> I, rap, I, I went through listening to that while playing those rap games. You uh, so much. That rap game. I can't even name one artist because you guys kept cutting me off. Oh really? Go okay, go go ahead. Oh, f- fine. Oh, all right. I when I was a kid, I went through a big Nine Inch Nails fan. How about that? We're talking about now. And Fred Durst, right? Yeah. Good yeah, stuff. I also went through Yummy. a small. Oh Fred yeah, Durst phase. Rolling, rolling, But rolling. the thing is, is that the reason why is Fred, the Fred Durst phase I went through in middle school? Like, did that just ruin me for appreciating music for the rest of my <laughs> life? I had a Fred Durst phase, and it didn't ruin me. What happened to me, though? You became George. I don't know. <laughs> Oh man, I'm thinking like uh, music I classes I in elementary school. I I'd hate to think that if you died tomorrow, George, God forbid, that the last musical memories you have were a friend. 
No, they'd be of the Metal Gear Solid 3 official soundtrack. Do we have to play Rolling at your soundtrack? Like, on repeat? No, you'll have to play Rick Roll. Oh, my God. I, I can live with that. You know, I... It, it would collect. be kind of a fun... Oh, God. It, it would be kind of a fun funeral song. It would give everyone a good laugh after the serious occasion. <gasps> Did you guys see the video of the Irish guy who passed away and then had them play a recording of his voice before... He, when they were lowering his coffin down? Did you see that at all? Like, totally tangentially. Yeah, I, I heard about it, and I didn't have any audio at the time. What? Oh, my God. It is... <laughs> it is really funny. <laughs> Just like he obviously knows he's gonna pass away from whatever illness or whatever, he's being lowered in, lowered into the coffin, and then all of a sudden somebody in who's in on the ploy starts playing a recording, and I don't know whether it comes from inside his coffin or not, oh, but it's like yeah. it's like oh yeah, yeah, it's like thumps and I'm I'm, I'm locked in it, Oi. and everybody like visibly looks frozen for a second. He's <laughs> like, oi, <laughs> what the fuck are you lowering me down here for, oi? <laughs> he's oh. like banging on it <laughs> imagine that happening it's so <laughs> oh that's hilarious <laughs> the greatest joke you ever go down with oh, amazing literally going down with wow exactly yeah that would keep people talking about you for days on end days <laughs> <laughs> and then forgotten <laughs> never gone forever oh so what happens uh, do you when think you die, we got and gentlemen until be uh, until <laughs> spoken about in. until he was spoken about and immortalized on the 39th most popular Saudi Arabia <laughs> leisure podcast, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> dad and sons we should get out of here yeah yeah i was I was wondering, I don't, know, I don't know if we got time for another question, but uh, I I got time for more video games. Hey. Hey. I want to play more video games, but it's 2 a.m. in the morning. Oh, God, it's nice. It's nice having the Outer Worlds and, and Circus, di Disco Elysium. Why did I say Circus? And uh, just a little Georgia, bit of Destiny Georgia, to fall back are, on. Are you going to finish the Outer Worlds before Death Stranding comes out? Uh, <gasps> wait actually, a second! Wait yeah, a second! Are you gonna so. buy Death Stranding on day one? Uh, yeah, I was actually thinking, but then this PC release came up, 2020. I'm wondering. Can no, you imagine I'm not gonna George wait. Weedman not having played a Hideo Kojima game before other people? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna give it a a twirl on day one. Although there are still, are all you those gonna other... pre-order it? No, I'm not going to break the law, breaking the law. No, I'm just going to find a shop with it in stock on launch day. That's what shops do. <laughs> well, that you would think, but then pre-order bonuses came along to alter the deal. <laughs> did you did you see the Conan video? No, does he make fun of pre-order bonuses? <laughs> Oh, you guys didn't. You guys didn't see, oh. guys oh, didn't the, see the Stranding with Conan. Yeah, yeah the Death Stranding Conan video. Yeah, I, I, the audience didn't so really not, understand what was going on at all. So, so not not only is Conan O'Brien in Death Stranding, which is just at this point, who isn't in Death Stranding? <laughs> yeah, the Dan and Sons aren't in Death Stranding, which is a, a travesty. It is fucking travesty. But that wasn't the weird part about it. The weird part was that after you finish that quest, you get a special otter suit 
for Norman Reedus' character where he can swim on the water without, like... He can swim really fast in the water by lying on his back like an otter with the animations of, like, an otter, like, flipping its, like, paws and it's just Norman Reedus, like, acting like an otter in water. And you're like... What the fuck? And there's a is cute little game? hat. It's it's harkening back to MGS five in so many weird ways. What the fuck is this game? It's cute. It's a Hideo it's... Kojima game. Ah, oh, it's and today's Wait, trailer you, just you think wow. His games are cute. Cute yeah, and in their own certain way. They're definitely unique. They're charming. <laughs> they're 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 affable. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if Metal Gear Solid cute. is is cute sometimes. Remember the like dogs who have little hearts who love on you and yeah. I also remember sometimes like, they eat you quiet, like stripping down and dancing in water for like. There's all well, the the line between cute and sexy is a lot blurrier in Japan. 